You are now listening to the Sons of Swanee Sportscast. Somebody say oh my and give them dog six. What's up, sons? Welcome in to another episode of the Sons of Swanee Sportscast. Hunter Abercrombie along the way with Mr. TJ Vickers. What up, Vic? Glad to be here. This is my favorite episode every year, and this year will be no different. That's right. This is the one. This is the one that the people want. But before we get to that, we got to thank our sponsors. Today's sponsor on the Sons of Swanee Sportscast, Phase Flowers. Give them a call. For all, what are you laughing for, Coach Hall? I didn't expect that. That was, that was news to me. Big Ron sponsors the <laughs> podcast. What are you laughing yeah. for? We need Big Ron on the Face podcast. Face Flowers, give him a call. Big Ron on the podcast he would be would a great time. some gems on here. Now, he Big did say time. that you had a check for us, too. I don't know if Yeah, if that's that what got, he said. Yeah, that got lost in translation, maybe. But, I mean. Coach Ron Hall said, after you dress in, you get that check from Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> it was about like back in the day. Okay. Vic, tell the people where they can find us. <laughs> Well, so do we say find us on X? X. Find, find us on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Sons of Swanee, on Facebook as well, at Sons of Swanee. Find us anywhere you get your podcast information, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Just search Sons of Swanee, subscribe, rate, and review, and as Hunter lets you know, five stars only. Don't care about the rest, we'll ignore them. Totally ignore them. That's it. So we do, we're uh, excited to have Coach Kyler Hall with us today to do our long-form interview that we do every year. But before we get into that, um, of course, we do have some some somber stuff that we want to jump into, and uh, just want to let the Harold family know that we're thinking about them. Obviously, Absolutely. earlier this week, uh, Dawson Harold, a great bulldog, passed away, and um, you know, I'll tell you just from my experience with him, Kyler. I know he played for you, so mm-hmm. I'll let you speak on that a little bit. But Dawson was just a great kid, man. And in a society where it's really, really hard to be a 21 year old and and stay the person you are and not give in to temptations and stay and and represent a good Christian example. Dawson was that guy. And so um, he will certainly be missed by many heck of a heck of a player was a dang good football mm-hmm. player. Yeah. Uh, went on to play college baseball, worked really hard. I don't think Dawson was a guy who you just say was naturally gifted, it had to work really hard at it to become a good pitcher. He wasn't just naturally out of the box. That guy, uh, I know he spent a lot of time with Daniel Tillman and, um, you know, got to live his dream. So certainly want to let Mr. Rob and Milan and, and Dylan and the whole family know we're thinking about them. And, uh, yeah, Kyler, I'll give you a chance to speak to that as, and Dawson as a player. Yeah, for sure. Uh, just thoughts and prayers and love to the Harrell family. Uh, such a great family, uh, getting to know them. Uh, when I got here and had Dylan uh, my first year, he was a senior. And then with Dawson, from his first year, man, he was such a player that was very attention to detail. Uh, he would come to the office. He would ask questions. You know, he'd watch film. He'd be the first there. And workouts worked extremely hard and would knock your block off. He was kind of a hybrid, played linebacker, probably, you know, played some defensive end. But, man, just got after you. Um, he decided going into his senior year just to focus on baseball. But, man, I remember he was just very mature and professional about it. Came and talked to him in the office. We had a good talk and uh, was, was a big fan of his when, when he was pitching. And, and Hunter, like you said, just a great example uh, of being a young man and, uh, you know, just you know, very nice to everybody and uh, truly going to miss Dawson and, and what he represented. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to play tough tomorrow night and, and, uh, in honor of, uh, of Dawson and, and really throughout this year because he, he was a true representation of what it meant to be a dog. That's right. Yep. True Bulldog for sure and uh, just another – Another reason, man, you always got to make sure, and for I know a lot of the players listen, um, like I said, it's hard to be a great kid in today's society, but he certainly was, and we know where he is now because of the, the things he represented, the decisions he made. So I always think about, you know, when we talk about religion and things like that, um, you know, the, the Christian rapper Lecrae said it best, I'd use it all the time. If I'm wrong about God, I've wasted my life. Mm-hmm. If you're wrong about God, you wasted your eternity. So we know where Dawson is, and um, man, just really thoughts and prayers again and love to the Harold family, and uh, he will certainly be missed. 
But we'll jump into um, why we came here today. Coach Hall's with us. Like I said, we're going to go through a few things. And, and Kyler, before, you know, usually we kind of go through the offense, the defense, the special teams, the schedule, and the coaches. That's usually what we do. But we're kind of going to switch it up a little bit this year because, you know, your staff has, has remained pretty much intact. And um, outside of our OC, and that's what we want to talk about, just kind of off the jump to give you a chance to address that, you know, outside of, outside of Coach Gaddy, I don't know that you have anybody really new coming on board the varsity staff. If you do, you can speak to that. But, um, you know, I think, I think Joe's a really good hire for, for a couple reasons. Number one, we've always talked about wanting to have consistency, and, and it takes consistency to build a, a program. But I think last year coming in, you knew and, and we all knew a little bit that Coach Jacobson, while we knew he'd do a great job, his goal was always to be a head coach. Right. And so with Joe, you not only you have a guy from Live Oak, you have a Bulldog, but you have a guy who's been with these kids before at the middle school. And so give you a chance to talk about not only him, but anybody new that's on the staff with you. Yeah. Uh, when Coach Gaddick came back here a few years ago, we had the conversation about, you know, him being on varsity at that point. And he was very honest. He said, you know, right now with just transitioning back, you know, having, you know, uh, at that time their kids were maybe uh, had just been born, just very young at that point. And he was like, right now, we just I want to stay at the middle school level. Uh, but at some point, we both kind of knew that, you know, that transition would take place over to the high school. And so, as you said, being over at the middle school, he built great rapport with the faculty over there, the players, the coaches, did a tremendous job with Coach Stebbins. And um, those kids really got to know Joe and love him and, uh, and played very hard for him. And so – when the opportunity came about with J.J. leaving, which we had talked before the season started. You know, the goal, as you mentioned, was for J.J. to be head coach. And fortunately, he got a great opportunity uh, up at Chattahoochee County, up in Georgia. And so he, he accomplished one of his goals, and that left the door open for a new O.C., which we've had a, a carousel of O.C.s over the last four to five years. And the big thing going into this offseason was looking for consistency at that position. And I think Coach Gaddy brings that to us. He's from here, graduate of here. Uh, he's coached here before and wants to, he wants to build here. His wife works at the middle school. So it just made sense uh, for many reasons. He's a worker. He's been a head coach before, uh, been part of championship teams at Madison County. He was a head coach at Monroe. Um, so he's, he's been through the gamut. Of what it looks like to, you know, I hate kind of overusing this word, but the the grind, just you know, putting in the the work, uh, doing the off the field stuff that goes unseen, and uh, he has done a lot of things that, you know, you don't have to ask him to do. He sees it, goes and gets it done. Which our core staff now, we have a lot of guys that do that, that work together, that are for each other. So again, Coach Gaddy's been a great addition to the staff. Uh, also, you know. A very, very savvy social media guy is actually teaching a social media class at the high school. So there's a lot of pluses uh, with Coach Gaddy. So we're happy to have him here with us. And we do have two additional um, additions to the staff. Coach Kendrick Carter is going to be our wide receivers coach. He is coming to us from across the river. He's a uh, uh, Hamilton County Trojan. Uh, he graduated from there, played there, uh, was coaching there the last few years. But uh, we were in need of a receivers coach so those guys could have somebody always with them because we knew we were going to have a good group coming back. So that was, uh, that was the first hire after Coach Gaddy. And then we have a name very familiar around here, Coach Terry Phil, y'all, is, uh, is on staff with us. He is going to be with the defensive backs. So it's going to take a little bit of load off of, of me. You know, I'm, I'm on the defensive side of the ball. So that will free me up to move around and, and see the other positions. So – it's been great to have Coach Bill y'all out there. Um, so, yeah, I love the staff. Again, the big thing, we're starting to build some consistency and guys that are going to be here, uh, hopefully for a long time, and we can grow together. Coach, going back to Coach Gaddy, what can we expect? If you hadn't seen the way he maybe wants to run an offense, what could you maybe enlighten us on what he would like to do? You're only as good as, you know, the product on the field, of course, but – if, if he had his way, what, what does a good offense look like for him? Yeah, so fortunately, we have a lot of good pieces to work with. We have a veteran offensive line coming back with some good depth behind it. We have, in my opinion, the best running back in the area with uh, Quavy, Mark Quavy Owens. Uh, we have a deep group of wide receivers. 
We have a quarterback in Cody Lane that's very athletic, that's ha that has experience at that position. So you look at from an offense coordinator standpoint, it's not like you're coming in and there's nothing to work with. Like you have – and we have tight ends, Logan Brooks, Hunter Watson. So there's a lot that you can do with Coach Gaddy just by nature is a multiple formation guy, uh, not necessarily running a ton of different, you know, plays, uh, but just different looks, whether alignment, motion, shifts, which is kind of what we, you know, got into last year with Coach JJ. And part of moving forward, we wanted to keep some of that consistency. Uh, so there's some of the stuff that we did last year that you'll see again. Uh, we've had some changes and some additions, some terminology uh, changes, but – for the most part, he's going to force defenses to you know thoroughly prepare. Uh, it's going to force high school kids on defense to think. You know, anybody motions a lot of it, that it just throws at those high school kids for a loop and they can't handle it. When there's a tight end in the game, or there's multiple tight ends in the game, and it forces you to be sound with your alignment. So that's what I've seen early on so far, and uh, hopefully it, it gives uh, a lot of defenses trouble starting tomorrow night. Like like Jimbo says, gotta have good eye discipline. Eye, <laughs> yeah. eye discipline, dogs. Absolutely. That's yeah. right. When you get tight ends in the game, you you better have that eye discipline. And a lot of times, as we see at every level, uh, on Saturdays and Sundays, the tight end gets lost. They're just wide open somehow. Well, I mean, you even think about like with motion, the Kansas City Chiefs kind of won a Super Bowl off of two plays, really, versus yeah. the Eagles. The, the way that they said the players into motion, Kadarius Tony caught one, and I, I forgot what the other receiver was that caught it. Yeah, you remember Tony. Of course, yeah, yeah, go Gators. <laughs> but, you know, it, you see if the the finest team of great defense in the Philadelphia Eagles falls for some motion plays, I'm, mm -hmm. will, I'm willing to bet some high school kids are going to fall yeah. for it. Is first play QP on the curve? I've heard that. <laughs> no? QP on the curve or QP 10 double X. <laughs> Oh, I don't know that one. You don't know that one? No. That's a staple. Eh, Florida Loop. Maybe the Florida, Florida Loop. Florida Loop. We'll throw it deep. That, that could be the first play of the game, Florida Loop. That's right. I hope so. Gaddy, <laughs> let's get it done. <laughs> Shout so, out to the middle school staff. So we talked about it a lot last week, <laughs> Kyler. We talked about the skill guys. So I want to kind of go a different direction and talk about the line. You mentioned the line and kind of coming back and veteran. But as I was as I was thinking about it last night, really the names – you know, I was like, well, is it this guy, is it this guy, is it this guy? So talk to us about both lines. We'll just hit them both because a yeah. lot of times those guys go both ways. Uh, what are we looking like on the offensive line, defensive line, some names to watch up front? Yeah, so offensive line, um, I believe this is the deepest group we've had since I've been here. We have pretty much a true two-deep offensive line at this point. Uh, Andrew Harrell is our returning center. He is, uh, man, he's just the perfect anchor for that group. Um, started at the end of his sophomore year, started all last year. Uh, got banged up this spring, so we had to hold him out until he got back full speed. But he is just a grumpy, nasty, uh, business-like guy and knows the offense, knows how to direct. Um, we'll call guys out, you know, we'll you know, lead in many different fashions and guys respect him. So he's been great for us at center. We have uh, Davion Ramirez back at guard. It'll just be a junior. We have Buster, old Justice Leggett, that left tackle. Uh, started last year as well. Uh, Jadarius Cherry started at right tackle for us last year. We're at the point that we don't necessarily have to play him or even start him at this point. So he's given us some you know, starting depth there. But we have Reese Bronson there at the right tackle position, which Reese has had a great offseason, just a sophomore, uh, put on a lot of good weight, he's gotten stronger, and he's got a nasty streak to him as well. So he's going to be one to watch. Uh, and then behind that you have Blaine Cruz, which is going to be a very good center. You have Colton Hagedorn. Um, you have, uh, I knew I was forgetting one, Lorenzo Lee is looking starting at that left guard position, just a sophomore. So uh, Dalton Crosno has been a, a really good surprise. Didn't play last year, came out. Uh, is really He's got good size already and, and works extremely hard. So we have a lot of good bodies there. Not not a ton of experience yet on Friday night for some of those sophomores, but uh, just based off of what we've seen throughout the spring and summer, uh, they're setting themselves up to, you know, to have a really good career. Well, and I'm glad to hear that because we knew that group at the middle school. We kind of said, you know what, finally we're sending some linemen. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we'd send one or two, but we never sent a group. And that sophomore group that you're mentioning was the group that kind of Coach Stebbins, Coach Gaddy identified and said, hey, 
if they stay together, this group could be really, really good. Yes. So that's great. So we're sophomores now. So yeah, like you said, experience wise, not there, but man, now you're looking at the next three years. Yeah. You know, we always say it starts up front. Yes. And so there you go. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that sophomore class, it was a pretty good sized class coming over. Uh, we had some guys after they played last year decided not to play this year. It was more some of the skill guys. Uh, some of them wanted to concentrate on different sport. Uh, we had a couple that uh, you know transferred schools, but these guys that have stayed and that have really busted their tail. Man, you've seen the gains. You've seen their weight room numbers increase. You've seen their confidence grow. And again, that they're a close group. I mean, when you watch them in the weight room on the field, they work very well together. So. If you if you want to have a deep position, it's offensive line, especially for these next two to three years. I, I believe we have that. Coach, switching over to the defensive side of the ball, there, can we expect some of these guys to maybe go two ways a little bit? Does maybe having that little bit of depth allow just some of your best eleven to be out there in times of need? What can we expect from the defensive line? Yeah, so we have some new additions uh, to the defensive line. So Jadarius Cherry is our returning guy up there. He's he had an incredible uh, season last year at defensive end. Just He's quick, he's strong, he's athletic. He can get to the quarterback. I believe a West Florida game, he had three or four sacks yeah. in that game. Uh, very good against the run. So you have him, you have uh, Buster, uh, which plays some nose guard. Uh, and then some of the new additions, we have big Will Brown, which he's going to be a big space eater. You know, Will is a good-sized kid, but he, he moves really well. So he kind of gives us that big guy there at the nose that can play some double-A gap, uh, which frees up you know, linebackers because he's going to require a double team most times. Sam Wainwright uh, yep. decided to come out this year, played a sophomore year, focused on weightlifting and track, which, you know, state champion in weightlifting, he, he and his brother, uh, you know, very exceptional track athlete as well. We're very excited that he decided to come back out. And man, he he is he is a force on the defensive line. He's quick, he's just freakishly strong in the weight room and on the field. Plays with a mean streak, uh, so he he is one that's I think when you put him opposite of Cherry, they're going to cause some some chaos for the offensive line. They're just they're very tough to block. And then after that, we have uh, Logan Brooks that's going to give us some reps there. Uh, Hunter Watson. Uh, Christian Harrell has been a good surprise. Um, we try to keep Ramirez, Andrew Harrell. If we can keep them as much on the offensive line just to keep them focused on that and not have to get as many reps on defense with them, uh, that's the plan. Now, they, they have the ability to play, but ideally we kind of keep those offensive line as much as we can just playing that side of the ball. Well, I'll move it back a little bit and see what we'll do is we'll we'll talk about the offensive backfield last, and that way everybody has to stay with us until we <laughs> until <laughs> yeah. we get there. Love it. But not <laughs> only for that, I mean that reason, you know, we've talked. Everybody knows Quavy. Everybody, but I was one of the things we talked about last week is I'm very curious about the linebacker room and who takes yeah. that Brandon Robinson spot, and uh, you know we returned Delwin Allen, and I know Delwin played a good bit last year. Uh, you got Clay Starling, and Starling is a guy who has the mentality to play it. Uh, talk to us about your plans there. What does the linebacker room look like with not only those two, but out anybody else that may be in that rotation? Yeah, so speaking of Brandon, uh, going into last year, he was our best defensive lineman coming back too. So he was more of a D-tackle, play some nose guard, but he was also working at some backer. And it wasn't until a couple games in we saw really how good he was at at linebacker, and we had some guys start to develop up front, and he really just took hold. Uh, really, it was about the after the Wildwood game. We're sitting there one and three, and after the game that night, man, he went on our our huddle app, our team message app, and uh, man, just started calling guys out, and was tired of you know some of the things that we were dealing with, and wanted to get this thing right. So he really took hold of the defense and the team, and became that vocal guy, and made a lot of plays. I mean, he was all over the field. And so you have that board now, but you look at a guy like Delwin Allen, and you look at the, the family tree of, of Delwin. His dad, Big Delwin, was a heck of a linebacker. His uncle, Devin. My favorite player. Yes, my sir. My favorite Bulldog Huck ever. Buck. Uh, he, was, he was my teammate, and he was as nasty and as physical as they come. Coach Richard Allen, longtime coach yep. of the Dogs. Andre Davis, 
uh, longtime Gator and Cleveland Brown, Denver Broncos. I mean, he has the the bloodline of being a great linebacker. And we challenged him to put on a little weight this year. He put on a little bit too much, so we, <laughs> we've had to trim that back down a little bit. But, man, he's worked really hard this offseason in the weight room. Looks the part just when you look at him in the stance, man, you can just see the improvement. And he gets after it. He, he loves contact. So I look for Delvin to really start to take hold. He's just a junior of, uh, of, of that linebacker position and, and the defense as a whole. And then around him, uh, DeMonte Brown, which is kind of our – he's our spear, our outside backer slash nickelback. Um, he's about the – he's playing the role that Kadarian Ivey played last year. Very similar build. Uh, Monte's not very big, but he's quick. He's very springy and, and athletic. He'll take on pulling guards. He can drop in coverage. So he – that position there is one of the most crucial on, on the defense – and Monte uh, has had a really good offseason as well. And then these guys next that were primarily backups last year, special teams guys, um, looking at Christian Sakaris, Clay Starling, um, who else we got back there. Kamari Thompson is going to be a good player. He's going to be one of our six-quarter guys. He's a sophomore, but, uh, but he's coming along as well. So, you know, we got some depth there. Uh, again, not a ton of starting experience yet at this point, but that group, they, they, they get to the ball fast and they're very physical when they get there. What would you say, kind of in your mind, if you if you had to sum up our defense right now, I mean, and we'll get to kind of tomorrow night and what we're looking for, I guess, but just kind of what what a word would you use to describe our defense right now? Ooh, ooh, uh, that's a good question. I would say – Or what do you hope for them to be? Let's say that. What is What would you like for that to look like tomorrow night? Well, I'll say it right there. So, we're we are right on the edge, and we get to make this decision. We can be even more dominant than last year's group was, or we can be a team that has a ton of experience and talent coming back, but we don't do the small things very well. And that's been our challenge so far in the early weeks of practice – even even as of yesterday, just reminding them of how important all the, the fine details of your assignments, of the defense, of what we do off the field. Like we talked about the locker room, and we got it redone last year. And I believe your locker room is a true reflection of who you are as a team. And, man, it was just sloppy. We, we left it sloppy. Things weren't where they were supposed to be. And I said, this is kind of where we are right now as a team and, and specifically as a defense. Like, we have a lot of good stuff, a lot of returners, a lot of talent, but we don't take enough pride in, in these small things. So that's one of those things where it really comes down to a personal decision. Like, you decide, all right, I'm really going to hold in and focus on the fine details of what we're supposed to do. And if they do that, and I believe they will, they can be more dominant than last year's team. But, again, it's a decision. Just like last year's team, we were sitting at one and three. We had the decision. We could fold up tent, quit, not beat North Marion, and, you know, you're probably interviewing another coach right now. But uh, they have a decision that's just like last year's team does. The good thing about it that I've seen so far, and it took about four games last year for us to do this, we're calling each other out. Guys are holding each other accountable. So that's the really that's a really good sign that I've seen this team so far, is they're trying to get these things corrected now. That way, we hit the field, man. We're we're clicking. Not that we're going to be the best that we can be yet, because we still have a lot of things to grow on. But there there's definitely all the ingredients there to be as dominant as we were last year. Well, Kyle, something you you touched on earlier uh, with with calling out and holding players accountable, and then mentioning Brandon Robinson within that role. Obviously, he is gone, but you said that this year's team has kind of already adapted that mentality of, of holding each other accountable. Who is kind of that leader that maybe you could look at towards the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, so Jadarius Cherry, you know, he spoke up after our scrimmage came up to me. He's like, Coach, man, we, we got some things we got to fix. You know, we got to fix some attitudes. Uh, we got to fix how we're doing things. Uh, so he's one, uh, Cody Lane, which is uh, – not necessarily a, a very loud kid, but he even spoke up. Andrew Harrell was another guy. So this senior class that has been through a really good year last year, 
but they were also a part of the previous year where things didn't go as we had planned. And we didn't do a lot of the small things very well. And so they've seen what led to good and what led to bad. So they want to make sure that, you know what, we're not going to let things slide. You know, we're all here together. We're all teammates, but I'm going to hold you a butt accountable. And if you're not running off the field, if you're not, you know, listening to the coach, if you don't have a good attitude, we're going to, we're going to do that. Not the coaches, but the players. And when you have the players doing that, it usually ends up something very good. Yeah, it's kind of that old adage on, you know, average teams, coaches police everybody, and on great teams, the players police oh, yeah. themselves. And so, you know, jumping back, and I guess we, we kind of a loaded question here too because we, you know, a lot of guys do go both ways in high school football. And it's, it's just funny to think about because, you, like you said, we think about Brandon Robinson as a linebacker. Well, before that he was a nose guard. Mm-hmm. I would say he was probably undersized as a yeah. nose guard. <laughs> but you have some of that, you know, in high school football. And so, really, I kind of want to just go players instead of position group. But yeah. So, let's take uh, MJ, for instance. We know MJ is going to be a big part of what we do this year, MJ Rosin. Are you looking for MJ to go both ways, or is it going to be something where we try to focus him more on one side or the other? Oh, no, he'll, he'll be both ways plus special teams. Okay. So, he's, <laughs> he's got to be in great shape. Um, but, no, that you saw last year where he, he started at corner. Um and then a receiver really came along towards yeah. the end of the year and became probably our our next go-to guy after Jay. And, again, talk about a guy that comes from a, a family of, of athletes like MJ. <laughs> he comes from that. You know, his dad played here, played football. His mom, Stephanie, was a great athlete. Jarvis Herring, Andre Davis. So you have this this lineage here of playmakers. But I told him, because we've had a lot of talks this offseason, I said, I'm going to stop talking about Jarvis and I'm going to stop talking about Andre I know they have their expectations but you this is your path so if you want to get to where those guys did and, and even better could we talk about like Andre's senior year they were 0 10 but Andre never quit he never had a bad attitude he never loafed like he was the ultimate teammate that's why everybody loved Andre and still to this day people they, they call and, and just lean on him because he's such a great guy and MJ has all of those qualities. I mean, he's a great student. He's a great young man. He doesn't get into the, the ruckus and trouble in school. Uh, you know, he is, he's a really good example, and he wants to be good. But now it's pushing him to learn how to work, using that frame that he has. When you look at MJ, man, he, he passes the eyeball test. He really looks good. And so we've worked MJ at safety. You'll see him at safety. You'll see him at corner. You'll see him at slot receiver outside. You're going to see him on special teams. Maybe see him a quarterback. He's he's you know kind of our one of our backup plans there. So he he's he's a guy that has all the potential in the world, and he's starting to get that work ethic behind it. So he's he could be a very dominant player before it's said and done. And he and so he he might be at one corner. He may be at safety. I'm sure we're looking at PJ Davis, Mister just Mister Dependable on the yes. other side. Yep. Who else in the defensive backfield are we looking at? So, yeah, talking about P.J., you'll see him at corner, both safeties, that middle safety where Cody plays our axe position. Uh, just really a very head, heads-up player. Uh, just kind of knows – he knows the defense, understands it. Uh, then you look at Amari Rojas, which is a very good corner, probably the fastest guy. I think Quavy might get the edge on him. But looking at receiver, he is that guy that can take the top off. He can run by you. Uh, he's got good change of direction, had a really good off season, you know, started the corner last year. So he's a guy that you'll see at, at some multiple positions. Uh, Cody back there, which one we'll talk about him some more, but uh, that the defense was really kind of built around that ax middle safety position. And Cody plays that extremely well. Uh, Terrell Williams is another, you'll see him out there. He, he's going to be a starter. Uh, is that a really good off season? But Terrell, man, Terrell is he, – he's very fast. He's physical, um, you know, pays attention. So we have a good, solid group. Jadarius Horn uh, will be another guy back there in the secondary. So good group. Uh, but they have they have their, 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 their jobs cut out for them because they're going to be playing so much on the other side of the ball. But uh, for sure looking forward to what that group can do. It's just something about swanning quarterbacks that also play safety. I've <laughs> heard right. I've heard of a guy or two that had a lot of success for us. Well, that one used guy to do that. he was more of a punter than anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's, but true. that's what all the teams would tell him. 
<laughs> during the game. They say you're going to FSU to be a punter. <laughs> That's right. It was good. That That's guy. right. Hey, but I, I do want to mention, I knew I was forgetting one guy. Led Darren Gross, linebacker. I knew I was forgetting one. They're better known as Pooh or Pooh Shiesty. Um Just a – he's a program guy. Is always there. Tremendous attitude. He stays after practice and cleans up. Um, Pooh wants to – he wants to be on the field. He He's played some O-line. You're going to see him at middle linebacker. He'll walk down and be an interior defensive lineman. He's a very dependable guy on special teams. But I'm very proud of uh, of Ledera, man. He is he's a great kid and works hard, listens. He just he is what you want to be a big part of your program. So I, I didn't want to move past until we talked about old Pooh. Kind of like those, you know, if you if you give me eleven of these, I'll win mm-hmm. a bunch of football games. Yes, sir. Type guys. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well we'll flip it over. Um we've put it off long enough. So <laughs> you know, I guess well, we'll start. We'll start with Cody. I mean, Quavy. You know, with Cody, it's been the debate, right? All off season, people around the program you talk to, he's so valuable on defense, but we know we need him at quarterback. And the and we talked about it last week on the podcast. The question with Cody has never been physical ability at quarterback. It's always been, you know, does Cody want to be the quarterback? And so, from all indications, that question has been answered. He's bought in. He's taken the bull by the horns with the job. Talk to us about him. What are your expectations? What have you seen? So, I probably had more conversations one-on-one with Cody probably than any other kid on the team for multiple reasons. I mean, he, he's – and I'll tell him this. He can be very hard-headed at times. He, he reminds me of a guy that played back in the day. He's kind of stubborn at times. You know, one a perfectionist. So, when he messes up or does something that's not what he expected or what the coaches expected – like he lets away on it, and uh, but I love his competitive drive. And coming in as a freshman, man, we saw a lot of good stuff at quarterback, at safety. We saw he was physical. He didn't mind calling guys out. Sometimes it wouldn't be necessarily in the fashion that we wanted it, but he he would get in guys' faces. Um, then going into his sophomore year, had a great spring game at quarterback against Oakleaf. We get into the season, and we kind of had a back and forth, uh, you know, rotation with with Cody and with Bronson, and it just it, it did it, it didn't work. Neither one of them could really get a rhythm. They they battled with some some injuries, um, so it, it was a tough year. It was a growing year, and a lot of times that sophomore year is that year for for a lot of kids on varsity. Is the game is still fast. You're still learning. You're still growing. But man, from that point on, after that sophomore year, you saw him hit a growth spurt. Uh, he really started taking the weight room seriously. Uh, he ran track. So just started improving his overall athletic ability. And so last year, going into the season, uh, you know, we had Cody and, and Bronson coming back. But looking at Cody's skill set, we figured it'd be better. Let's let's move him around and use him in multiple ways. We had Bronson, which, you know, I love Bronson. But Bron- if Bronson wasn't the quarterback – Bronson wasn't playing linebacker or receiver. Right. Bronson yeah. was a quarterback. Yeah. And so we named him the starter uh, going, you know, early in the offseason, you know, when Coach J.J. got here. And so we had that established early on, who the guy was going to be. And Cody became that role of wide receiver in the slot, out wide, H-back, even played some tight end at times, uh, but just was very multiple with what he could do. And then on defense, he really – grew into one of the best safeties in the area. Special teams, he blocked punts. So I saw Cody last year really enjoy playing football again. The sophomore year struggled and just it wasn't fun for him. So last year you just I saw a tremendous amount of growth. Um, and he was happy that he didn't have to play quarterback. He didn't really want to. He wanted to be defense and kind of move around. So it fit him. So then the question going into the offseason is, all right, who's going to be the quarterback? And we had some younger guys that, you know, potentially may could have been uh, that that person. Uh, don't really think that they had the trust of the upperclassmen and the linemen. Cody's been in the program. His teammates wanted him to be the quarterback. He didn't necessarily want to be the quarterback <laughs> back in December and January. It took some, you know, some talking. And his biggest worry was he didn't. He thought we were going to take him off of defense. I like nobody. That's that's not happening. If you know you're going to be a two way guy, there will be times that we take you off or 
if I just want to take you off or we need to get you ready for offense, but you're still the guy back there on defense. And so they had some conversations, and then all of a sudden he just he owned it. And he, he started getting guys to get him to throw. Then when Coach Gaddy trans, uh, transitioned in, leading up into spring, like there was no question at that point. Cody was the guy. Uh, you could see his, his confidence getting back at that position. Because when you watch Cody throw, he can make any throw. I mean, he can sling it. He, he can run. He's got all the arm strength. So it, it was more of finding what he does best and, you know, maybe having a smaller package uh, of plays and, and, you know, situations. Maybe so than we did with Bronson because that's, that was all he was doing. But now with Cody, you know, with him playing on, on defense and – it's more so of, again, finding what he does best, uh, using his skill set where he can run. So now you know, we're going to talk about Quavey, which defenses are going to key on him. Right. But now yeah, you got a guy with, right. now you got a guy with Cody that you have to honor that. And Cody don't mind putting the ball down and running. No. And I, t- and I don't t- mind hitting you. No, in a contact, no. yeah. And I don't necessarily want him to run over guys all the time. Sometimes let's get out of bounds. But <laughs> good luck telling Cody that. Um but yeah, we, we told him the other day, you know, because there there be guys streaking down the field wide open. Say, hey, man, let's throw let's throw that mug down there. Oh, coach, I I could run it too. I said, I get that, but let's <laughs> let's give these guys let's give these guys chances because they're very able and capable. And so now I just think it's continuing to build the continuity and trust with wide receivers. And once he does that and just relies on those guys around him, the coach is going to be very dangerous. Yeah, well, that was one thing I thought Bronson was so good at last year, just almost kind of playing like the the 90s point guard, you know, oh, yeah. of the old NBA <laughs> where, you know, you, you're not going to have the best-looking stats, but you know the guys around you are just absolute dogs. So yeah. let's get them the ball, let's facilitate them, get them in the correct spots, and let them do their thing. And so I, I think that was something that Bronson did so well this last year. But Cody has a little bit more of a, a freelance ability to, to make something out of nothing. Uh how has that transition kind of gone from more of a, a set play or and bailing, or now we kind of have some 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 schoolyard ball almost, if you will, Cody back there? Yeah, so you saw in the spring game some of Cody's runs. Uh, he scored, I think, although he had the one score and had some other nice runs. Cody likes the big play, so whether it's with his legs or down the field throwing the ball. Um, I think the balance that's going to have to come with him is if the big play is not there, don't try to force it. You know, because with him having a strong arm, he feels he can roll to the right and throw it all the way back across the field to the left, which we all know nine times out of ten that's not going to end very well. And that happened in the spring game, which honestly that was that was one of the best things that could happen early on is for him to experience, all right, this is a very bad play I just made. But now I'm going right back out on defense. Mm-hmm. So the mental part and the emotional part of handling that um, is where he's going to have to – and that's something only he can do. I mean, we can talk and encourage, but he's got to find that balance mentally where he can overcome a bad play on either side of the ball and then go back out and just continue to play the game. And uh, that's such a big part of playing the quarterback position is just having a short memory and come back out the next drive. But – Again, I think his skill set is unique where uh, he can hurt you in multiple ways. So I think use what he's got. Uh, you know, I think his coaches don't put too much. I saw uh, something on social media when the season, when the practice started, it's like coaches, I mean, it's better to have a smaller playbook than it is one that's too big. Mm-hmm. So just narrowing down what Cody does really well in the passing game. I think the run game is kind of, as you said, it's kind of off his reads and, you know, kind of make some things happen. But uh, I just think he – we wouldn't put Cody in this position if we didn't believe that he could do it. But uh, I think he's the guy, and I think you'll see that early on that he can handle it. I feel like, you know, a lot of these guys – and it, I guess this doesn't always necessarily translate to the team as a whole, but they're they're tough guys. Like when I say that, I mean like they got some get-you-some to Ooh, them. When yeah, I think about do. Cody or – or the linebacker with Starlin and Delwin yeah. and and PJ even and MJ, these guys got a little bit of that. Lopez and Watson oh, yeah. and Brooks, these guys all have that. And so I know that's kind of the last group we haven't talked about. And I want to give you a chance to talk about everybody. 
And so, you know, like you said, you've got – it's almost like uh, – it's almost apropos that we haven't talked about Quavy because he'd probably be the last guy to talk about himself. He'd probably be the last yes. guy to talk, period. Period, yeah. So, so <laughs> I want to give you a chance to talk about him, but not only him, but also the rest of the offensive backfield because I know you've got some other guys at receiver and, and H-back and tight end that, that we're looking for big things from. Yeah, so you talk about the toughness piece, and I think that is a huge part of, I think, what our identity is going to be. And we talk about that a lot. Uh, my old college coach, Coach Mickey Andrews, he would talk about toughness all the time, mental toughness, physical toughness. But he would always spell it T-U-F-F. And that always stuck with me. He, he would always talk about how we're just a little bit different tough than everybody else. And so I think with our guys, because many times, as you saw last year, and you'll see it again this year, when we walk off the bus, a lot of times we're not going to be the bigger team. Like, we're not going to overly impress you with our – height and weight and our stature. But, man, these guys got some toughness about them. They got some grit about them. And they just – they will get after you. And so now we just got to consistently have that. But if you look at our our backfield, our H-backs, and our tight ends, you know, you got Sakaris, which loves just to run into people. <laughs> uh, Clay Starling, the same way. Um, Logan Brooks, Hunter Watson. Sam Wainwright, you'll see back there a little bit. Dylan Allen has been a good surprise in the backfield. He's kind of stepping into that role that we had Brandon last year. But I think with Dylan, man, he he may he's got some like natural running back ability that uh, that's going to give us a good complementary back with Quavy. So we have a very physical group mixed in with the offensive line. So just looking at establishing mentality. I think they're running game, which, you know, I, I love I love to air it out as much as anybody, but man, I love when you can just physically go at teams or run oh, out. Oh, that's I mean impose your will. That's yeah. emasculating for yeah. a defense. I yeah. mean where yeah. you can force teams to, you know what, I'm good. I don't want any more of this. So that's the mentality that we want to be able to play with and even at receiver. And we've been getting on these guys like we physically have to be able to block, stay on blocks, you know, be physical when you're route running. Like, all across the board, this is part of what we want our identity to be. And I think we have the makeup to do that. And uh, a lot of these guys, they're all underclassmen. A lot of these guys that we just talked about, outside of Quavy, most of that backfield, they're, they're juniors and sophomores. So, yeah. a lot of good stuff coming up in that group. Yeah, you got – I mean, it's coming. I think that's the thing that's, that's really exciting is we're looking to sustain this for a little while now. Yeah. You know, it's not like – well, I mean, you look at Florida State this year. We're all very excited about this year. Yep. But then there's going to be a lot leaving, and yeah. it's going to be a lot of unknowns in 24. Not so much here. I mean, yeah, we've got to get experience, and we got to see how it goes, and nothing's guaranteed. But, you know, I personally, I don't know how you feel. You see it every day. I feel really good about where we are. Just and I'm not even talking about from a win-loss standpoint. I'm talking about from a – I feel like we're going to get after some people's behinds. Yeah. Yeah, so we have more numbers in the program now since – since I've been here. We have right around 85. This is the biggest freshman class that we've had, which is around 30 to 35 guys. And they they have consistently been here from spring, summer, <laughs> all the way through fall camp. I didn't think that we would maintain those numbers, but it's been a good surprise. Now, there's a wide range in that freshman class of size, uh, ability, playing experience, but they show up and they want to be good and they will work. And there, there's you'll see some of those guys uh, possibly this Friday night uh, in the classic. But we're starting to hopefully again. We talked about the coaching staff with consistency and keeping guys together. And I think with this group here, you know, we're starting to get depth. We're starting to stack talent at positions. So now we got guys that are competing with each other. Where in the past. Like, there was no competition within, let's say, like the wide receiver group. Like, all right, you're a starter because there's nobody else that we're able to put in. But now we have guys that, like, all right, you can come to practice and you can drag tail if you want to. Somebody's going to take your job. So that's what you want as a coach because if you could compete with each other and get after it Monday through Thursday, when you get to Friday, man, it's, it's time to roll. I mean, we see Quavy every day. Quavy's not fun to go against. No, nobody can tackle <laughs> Quavy, but he makes us better. So that's the thing I think we're starting to get. But now, yes, there's talent, there's experience, but it's just got to be that same mental toughness every day. We're preparing, we're focused, you know, 
not that every day is going to be perfect, but you've got to come out and get after it throughout the week. And then when you get to Friday, most times that's going to be a reflection of what you've done. Coach, we talked about the offense. We talked about the defense. One that we haven't touched on really much at all is special teams. Uh, Braxton Green wore number th uh, 16 on the field, but it's number three in our hearts. <laughs> he, he is no longer a Swanee Bulldog, so we have some turnover there. So that means new kicker, new punter. What can we expect from special teams this year? So speaking of Braxton up at North Carolina Wesleyan, he right now is the current starter, uh, kicking and punting. Nice. And guess what his jersey number is? Oh, Lord. Is it number three? Number three. <laughs> did he pick that on purpose? I or? To him. Okay. Did you did you slide something in oh, there? Oh, I, say, I hey. just found this new. This is breaking news today. So there we go. That's, that's a, what we brought you on. Actually. I'm gonna call the coach and, uh, and give him a big A, that a boy for doing, doing that for us. <laughs> but no, Braxton, uh, he was you know such a force um, in the kicking game on punts, kickoffs, uh, long field goals. You know, very accurate PATs. And so now probably just looking at biggest question marks going into his year, it is special teams. So we have A.J. Hitt, which had a little bit of experience last year with varsity. Um, he was our JV kicker. So he's coming up now as a junior. Uh, we have Jason Moran coming up as a rising freshman uh, that has a lot of talent. So, one, we have two really good kickers, I believe, in the program that are competing and give us some depth. Uh, AJ's a little banged up right now, uh, so we're waiting for him to get back healthy. So you're looking at Jace doing uh, – well, he, he will do all the kicking in the Classic. But uh, outside, you know, those two. So we, we knew what we were going to get with kickoffs. Like Braxton was going to consistently kick in the end zone. He could surprise Bloop. He could onside. He was very skilled at placing the ball where we needed to be. And we stole some possessions uh, quite a few times with Braxton. Right now, we're probably not at that point uh, where we, you know, feel comfortable consistently being able to do that. I think we'll get there, but we're not there yet. Uh, punting the ball, same deal. Braxton, a lot of times last year, we kicked it into the boundary just to keep it away from their returners and kind of pin them on one side of the field. And so just with, with Jason AJ, you know, directionally kicking it where we want to kick it. So a lot of question marks with those two, but there is definitely talent and ability with those two guys. So if anything, it gives, you know, we have some depth in that position and they may end up splitting duties where one may be better kickoffs and the other's better, you know, PATs and, you know, whatever the case may be. So looking at that, but then also looking at uh, the return game. So Jay Smith was a big return guy for us on punt returns, kickoff returns. He was a pretty sure handed guy. And so now with our punt returners, it's, it's really kind of narrowing down who those Guys aren't that can just catch a punt. I mean, that is a a yeah. specific skill to be able to that catch a punt. Not everybody has. No, man, yeah. there's there's probably five or less uh, on the team that can consistently catch a punt. So just working through, you know, looking at Rojas and PJ, um, Jadarius Horn, MJ. So we got a group of guys. Noah Lopez. Uh, Coy Fryer's been back there. Well, I was so. going to say, you might want to get a baseball guy. Yes, you sir. Know, tracking yeah, a fly tracking. ball. Yes. <laughs> well, all, all of our hands team is all about baseball guys. <laughs> so if we ever get in the hands team position or uh, situation, you're going to see a lot of those baseball <laughs> when they, guys. Well, when there. they fumble the onside, we'll say, that looks like you at shortstop <laughs> last yes, year. No doubt. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the biggest, uh, I think if you just ask the, the biggest question mark is some of those return guys and then what we're going to do well in the kicking game. Uh, but again, the ability's there, the work ethic's there. So you know, we'll we'll see tomorrow night in the classic. Uh, you know, last year that was a big part of why we played so well. We block a punt, we return the kick that bogusly got called back. So uh, no, we have Quavy back there. You handled that well. You know, I you probably were very yes. calm. He sure always has. I always have. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of like Tony Dungy out there. I just stoic. <laughs> calm as a Hindu cow. <laughs> Kyler on every Friday night. Does it? I asked TJ this. I asked TJ this last week. Kyler does does not having you know having Braxton. You kind of like well, we maybe could kick this 55 yarder. Does not having that now kind of almost take a little bit of pressure off the offense where you say okay until we hit X yard line we're just going for it. Does that? play into your thinking some? Yeah, so you always had that battle with, with having Braxton where, all right, man, we're, we're in yeah, his could range. Yeah, could we, couldn't we, yeah. 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 yeah, and I think probably the biggest benefit was having of having that was, okay, 
if he misses this, as long as it crosses that goal line, you know, they still go back to the 20. Yeah. So that was, you know, we would at least gain some field position on, on our opponent. Which is kind of a stupid rule, along with yeah, all sides on, on kick. Yes, yeah, on well. PAT. Yeah. That's cost us a playoff game. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> Not to bring back up those memories, yeah. but, yeah, um, you know, it, it kind of narrows down, all right, you know, we're going to go for it here. We're just – we don't feel right. comfortable. Because neither one of those guys we talked about has, you know, really that pressure moment, which Braxton didn't have it until probably his, uh, the Godby game where he had to kick the yeah. the, the game winner. You don't so, have it until you have it. Yeah, right. so right. It, it's going to come. But, again, there's ability there, and, the, and they got strong legs, so they, they can both kick very well. But I think right now, early on, until we establish what they can do, you probably see some situations, all right, you know, we're going to go for it here, especially if our defense is playing the way we should. Uh, you know, let's let's take a chance here. If not, we get on the field and we, we try to keep them. So, so keep going them. into that, that, that mindset, Kyler, when you're kind of in that gray area of, you know, we can maybe kick it, but let's go for it. Do you maybe look at Gaddy? Because I, what I was talking about with Hunter yesterday and, and the way you kind of touched on it with the – if it goes into the end zone, it at least goes to the 20-yard line. My, my thinking was – the thing that would change more than anything maybe is that third down play call. Oh, yeah. When you know you have that extra down to play with where we know we're going to go for it if we get the fourth down. So do you look at Gaddy at some point in time and maybe say, hey, in this area, maybe change your play call for third down? Yeah, so what I try to do usually on a, probably about second down, I'll say, hey, if, if we get the fourth Give down Give him a little bit more time to think about you know, it. We're going to go for it. Yeah. So that maybe can will affect his third down call. But yeah, just try to kind of be ahead, a couple downs ahead of the situation of going into it. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot that goes in, you know, how good their offense is. You know, do we feel confident? All right, we'll go for it because they can't drive on us. Yeah. So, it just depends game to game. But usually try to give, you know, Gaddy a couple plays heads up on, on what we're going to do. And we've touched on a lot, but – and, I mean, we can touch on the schedule a little bit because I know we're kind of – we've gone long today. But what I want to ask you specifically about tomorrow night. So, tomorrow night. So, let's go ahead and set the stage. So, we can set this now so on social media later it's not going to be like, well, the dogs didn't win in the fourth quarter. Starters are going to play the first half and the first drive of the third quarter, right? Yes. Now, will both offenses get a drive in the third quarter, or just whoever? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So their offense and our offense will both go out for one series in the third quarter. Yep. So after that, you can say, okay, varsity's done. Now it's going to be JV. Yep. So let's go ahead and get our little little Twitter <laughs> fingers ready. Like that's going to be the – the score's going to be after that for the varsity, and then the rest is JV, and we'll go from there, and you can judge it how you want. I don't really care. Do better. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. D U E better. Oh, people are ready already now. I mean, they they're getting their thumbs warmed up. Oh, I, yeah, boy, I saw an article yesterday in the old Lake City Reporter. Yeah, some people get some arthritis the way they type it so much. Yeah. Man, I'm put on bulletin board, but oh, anyway. Yeah. Um, what What are you looking for tomorrow night? What for you tomorrow night says okay, we accomplished what we needed to accomplish tonight. So. Last year when we played Columbia in the class. And I hope to God, by the way, I hope at the end of the starters and at the end of the JV that, by God, you know, I don't we know if you know this. I, I, never a bad time to beat those guys. No, not at all. And so, you know, again, the game went away for, what, three or four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, when all that went down, the plan was to bring it back, like, without a doubt. And I, I love the game. I've always loved the game. Even though it had gotten to a point where, it wasn't necessarily a rival because they it were kicking been our so, teeth yeah, in. Yeah. I mean, the twenty fourteen team that was so good. At, yeah, we never could catch them the right year. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, so, yeah. but it's still a game that that needs to be played, in my opinion. So we brought it back last year, and when we took the field from that first drive, I saw something different that I hadn't seen in a long time. I saw a group that wasn't intimidated. You know, they weren't, you know, oh, this is Columbia. No, man, our kids were getting after it early. And so I, I really thought that we outplayed them for the most part. Now, we had a tur- you know, we had a turnover late, um, you know, that the pick six that kind of changed it going back. You know, we could have settled for a field goal there, but they were kind of giving us a one-on-one. You know, the ball got hung up in the middle. They made a great play. So I thought for the most part, Again, our guys played really well last year, but that don't count for Hill of Beans if you don't have more points at the end. Granted, this is a kickoff classic, and we're not playing the full game of starters, but I know they want to win, and I know we want to win really bad. 
they have a big week one matchup. We get a big week one matchup. But I think this is a great way to kick off the season against a high-caliber opponent that's got a ton of talent. B.A.'s back in the helm coaching, so there's a lot of excitement over there. I think they're going to bring a, a great crowd. I think our crowd is going to show up in a, in a big-time way. So it, it's going to be a very electric atmosphere to start the year. So, one, I want to see how our guys handle that. So there's a lot of guys this will be their first starting experience. We had a scrimmage last week at the stadium. You know, when you get on the stadium field, it's much different than practicing inside that track. We have people in the stands, and it's just a little bit different. And then Friday night, tomorrow night, it's going to be a little bit different. But a good thing, we get to hit somebody else. Our, our guys are tired of hitting each other. Uh, you got a very familiar team where a lot of, you know, they know each other, they talk, and I'm sure they've been talking trash and going back and forth, which that's the fun part of it. I mean, it, it's high school football. But I want to see how our guys emotionally handle just getting out there. They're they're not intimidated. They're, they're not going in half-stepping. They, our guys are going to get after it. But I want to see if we can maintain our discipline, our focus, uh, overcome good plays, overcome bad plays. Just kind of the playing the game and see what we do well, what we need to improve on. And there's going to be a lot of both, I believe. I think we're going to do some good things. But there will be a lot of plays where, all right, we've, we've got to fix that. We've got to keep working at that. Uh, special teams will be live. So that'll be that'll be another deal there where, uh, you know, we got to you know get a live look and get a look at our punt protection, look at our – or blocking old kickoff return. So, love the matchup, you know, because they'll be as talented as anybody that we play this year. But uh, I, I know that our, our guys are they're, they're jacked up to get out there tomorrow night. And just more than anything, come out healthy, too. Yeah, you, oh, yeah. We want to see Main everyone thing. come out there. Well, yeah. Coach, one last thing for me, and then I, I'm good to wrap it up. Thank you for your time, and always appreciate you willing to sit down and, and do a deep dive with us every year. So, we have uh, the, the music man here for Ooh. Friday nights. That was over here. That's supposed to be a secret. Over here. Well, one of the, the main the main guys here. So what can this year bring that maybe last year lacked? Or what did you like about last year that maybe you want to see a little bit more of? I'm going to tell you right now, there was nothing that lacked. And I'm not just saying because he's sitting here next to me. Allegedly. It, I'm telling you, like, that was a soundtrack. Like, honestly, like, that – that was a soundtrack that will stick with you like for life. Like you're going to look back. I know me personally, because I, I love the atmosphere. Like that was a big part of trying to get big A in that position. But uh, he, he, the music was just so spot on the timing, what he played, when he played it. So one, if anything, there's, there's a very high bar that you set. Mm. So, you know, don't, you know, don't mm. get tight now. Let's that's let's it. let's keep it going. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, we ready. You know, son. pillbox patty. That's yes, it. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. We ready. To I go. mean, I'm telling you, I I, I look back, and it, like even at the end of the game, where all right, we finally had like solidified that we're going to win the game, and and the stuff that you would play, stuff during timeouts, uh, our 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 run out song. I mean, it's just it's a very cool environment uh, to be in our stadium and have it rocking. So. I, I am. I can't wait. No, oh, it's gonna be good, man. It's I can't gonna be wait. good. We we looking. We looking forward to it. Ooh, We're looking for ways yeah. to make it even better. Yeah, we oh, shall yeah. see. We yeah. shall see. But yeah, man. Hey, one thing I wanted to mention, and this is the last thing I got to. I mean, listen. Hey, we didn't go over the schedule. Hey, we want to win them all. There yeah, you go. That's we it. we really Easy like beat. to beat Madison. We really like to beat Columbia. <laughs> We'd like to win our district games, yes, sir. Yep. And you know, and something you had said and that we had talked about a little bit last year, man, last year was so special. And I know we haven't talked to you individually since it. It's almost like you said, after that North America, there's gotta be some things happen that you can't explain. And that mm -hmm. kind of turned into that for us last yes. year, man. It just became sure. like a run, but I want to give a lot of credit. You have, we've mentioned the word a lot today and that's toughness. And these guys, the difference with them, every one of these guys playing for you now came through with coach Stebbins over there mm -hmm. at the middle school. Yep. And they hit every oh, yeah. day. And that's something we talk about. They used to tell me every day, he and Gaddy, by God, we may not win, but we're going to leave here some tough son of a gun. They're yeah. going to know. And so I think they deserve a lot of credit yeah. for that that mentality too because they did a great job with them. They won a lot of football games. Yes. And, um, man, I tell you, I'm, I'm excited. I'm really excited about this year. Like you said, you jump right in. You go Columbia, then Flagler, Palm Coast. That is no easing into the schedule. Oh, no. But um, – 
looking forward to a great year, man. We appreciate you being with us. Yeah, man. I love this this day. I've been looking forward to it. It means that football is officially back. Really love you guys and appreciate what you do in the podcast and TJ sitting down with you on Monday nights and after the quarterback club. So it's uh we we have a great we got a great family here, a great setup uh of what I believe could be a very special year. And uh, I just appreciate what all you guys do. Yeah, so I guess now you have completed your preseason media tour. Now you actually <laughs> got to go coach football. Yep. So. Yeah, man, we got one more tonight. We got to kick off uh, dinner tonight at the Coliseum. So we have one more where I go, uh, you know. Kissing hands get, and get shaking rah, rah, That's right. That's right. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll eat some good food tonight, too. Well, good deal. Well, hey, we're going to get this out uh, first thing Friday morning. So tonight at the doghouse when you're listening to this. That's it. 7.30, kickoff classic against Columbia, and then we jump right in. We're at home week one and week two, correct? Are we at home week two against there, Hamilton? Yes, yeah. we're, yeah. we're home five. We're, we're home, six. man. We'll be here. Yeah. Friday night to show up at Langford, there's a good chance there'll we'll be a be game. There. That's right. <laughs> yep, so we'll see everybody tomorrow night. TJ, anything else from you? No, that's it. Loved it. Yeah, thank, that's right. Thank you, Coach Hall. And, uh, Don't know if you guys saw it. it. College preseason polls have come out. One team's in, one team's not, man. We're yeah, really one, excited. One team's way not in we're, there. Ooh. Miami, right? That's Miami, what yeah, that's who yeah, we're talking yeah, about. Okay. Yeah. USF. Yeah. USF. <laughs> hey, we will see you guys tomorrow night at the Doghouse. And until then, go, go dogs. dogs.